Perhaps you're thinking to yourself, oh, she's not going to make it. Here it is, Wine Wednesday. Where's the podcast? Typically, this drops right around noon. She didn't make it. Lies, liars, all of you. I have no idea if this is what you're thinking. (laughs) But if you are, haha, here I am. It's about 7.15, making it. Uh, This is attempt number two at recording uh, this wine review podcast. Uh, Welcome to Sick Palette Podcast. I'm Deepa Sridhar. I'm your host. And uh, let's get into it. Um, Yeah, we're doing a wine review podcast. There's no interview uh, this week. So it's, it's me talking to you with no authority whatsoever about wine. Um, and typically natural wine because that's what I like to drink. Um, this week, or actually, I guess last week we had, I guess now you can see our annual winter storm here in Austin, Texas and, uh, we have been boiling water until yesterday night for about three days, which has been super fun. Um, and, uh, you know, boiling waters to wash your dishes, to wash your food, to drink, to make sure your pets drink. It's, it's not something you always schedule and that way things, things tend to, to be later than it is. Um, but this, the reason why this podcast is later than it is is not because of that. It is because of a, a little tradition here at the Sick Palette factory, um, where sometimes I'm just really bad at recording this podcast or I just don't have the technology to record this podcast, um, in, in the most reliable of terms. And sometimes I got to re-record and that's what we're, what's happening here. Um, I did say, let's get into it. And then I didn't get into it. Another signature sick palate tradition. Um, so this week we are talking about, uh, South Hold, Farm and Cellar, which is a Texas-based winery. Uh, they have a wine called Go Down Swinging um, that I'm super excited to talk to you about. And boy, did I go on a journey with this guy. Whew. Okay. Um, so this is a red blend. Uh, oh, my cats have decided to make lots of noise while I'm recording. So that's also fun. (laughs) It's nighttime. So this is the time when they got, they like to go like run really fast up and down the stairs. So if you're just hearing just a lot of like, I don't know, commotion, that's, that's them doing their thing. They're on schedule. We're not on schedule. Um, so it's a 2020, uh, I guess it was bottled 2020. I'm looking on the website and it says it's a 2017 vintage. 
But also on the website, it says it's like 11, 11.7%, um, ABV. And then on the label, it says 13.3. To me, it drinks like 13.3 because each glass feels like it packs a punch. And I feel like after a couple of glasses, I'm like, I'm, I'm done. Um, so in my notes, it says it's giving me Dimetap vibes on scent. Any other podcast, I'm sure Dimetap would seem like this is an insult, but, but people that have been long wine review listeners of mine know that that is, that is an ultimate natural wine compliment I can give. Um, I love Dimetap. <laughs> and for for the kids at home that don't know what Dimetap is, it was this kid-friendly 1990s cough syrup uh, that tasted like candy. Um, and sometimes natural wine, when you when you take a whiff of it, it just takes me back. It takes me back to a little apartment on Saturn Road in Garland, Texas. And a fridge that held a Dimetap bottle. Um, and it says here, a great sign for a natural wine. But it is so not Dimetap-esque, uh, it is not sweet at all. It is something that tastes like it is naturally fermented. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean it. it really does just sort of hit you. Um, the, the actual texture of the wine itself is a, is a little bit thicker. I'm, it's, um, it's, it's just right, right there for you. The first sip is, is kind of like, it, it feels like a little bit of a punch. Um, tastes like a sour Jolly Rancher. It's really good. Um, but I don't think I was prepared for that first set. Um, when, when I, when I started to ease into it, I was like, okay, I think I, I get it. Unlike a lot of other natural, like juicy wines that I, I would put this in that category of it being like super, you know, uh, super like, I don't want to keep saying juicy. I don't know if it's that it's like late on. By late, I mean seven. But you know, late, late to, to talk <laughs> about wine that I'm not drinking currently. Um, that is the sound. I don't know if you got that. That's the sound of Bagheera just hanging upside down on the door that he climbed like he's a bat, but he's a cat. Um, it it tastes like it it has the same notes of something that's super drinkable but i'm going to go ahead and say that it's got like the heaviness of a bordeaux so uh, it's it's very unique in the sense that you get the, those juicy notes taste supernatural um but it has the heaviness the heft of of a much much more like classic, deep, bold red wine. Um, so yeah, 
honestly, I've never had a wine like this. Um, it was, it was one of those wines that I was like, okay, I need to have a meal with this. Like to me, this feels like I want a meal that, oh, he's really going for it. He like lives on the door now. Bagheera, not me or another him, just, just Bagheera. Um, it has, it has like just such a body to it that you do want to have something that has like some fish sauce in it. You know what I mean? Like I, I want, I want like a, a Manglorian curry. I want, um, some, some, you know, side sauces. I want, I want this to be like a long winter night. Me with a, with a big bowl. Ooh, you know what would be great? Some Japanese curry. Cause it's got like that graviness of it. That would be great with the glass of this. Um, yeah, it, it needs something where there's, there's a nice amount of spice and flavor and whatever you're eating to match to match with like whatever's going on with this wine. Um, I wrote spice dot, dot, dot wine. It'll reset your palate every time. Okay. I think I can interpret whatever past Deepa was talking about. It is something that you can have with super spicy food because it will reset your palate. It's not going to be drowned in spice. It's not going to... Um, wash that wine away. It's essentially going to be like, like pickled ginger when you're having sushi. Like this is what this wine is. It's just going to go ahead and reset. So if you're somebody, let's say you're, you're not great with spicy food or like, you know, you, you, you make a lot of like uncomfortable faces while eating, you know, there's like certain people like, just, just a hot tip for everybody. Everybody feels spice, but there are just certain people that like to like really let you know how spicy your food is. If you want to stop making those faces, this is a great wine to bring to your, to your friend's place that always makes the food maybe a bit too spicy. I.e. I'm that friend who's making the food a bit too spicy. Give me a bottle of this and be like, you know what? For dinner, let's crack this open. Cause that's gonna be like a nice little trick for you. You just have a glass of this when you're, when you're eating something super spicy and it's just gonna reset your palate. And then it's kinda like cheating and everyone's gonna be like, wow, look at Henry over there. He's just able like to take spice. I don't know what's happened. He's a, he's a new, he's a new boy, that Henry. I've never had a friend named Henry. I don't know why Henry is somebody, but I feel like if you're Henry, you probably can't take spice. I'm sorry for all the Henrys out there. It just feels like that's, that's a good name for somebody who's, who's not able to take it. So Henry, bring a bottle of this. You're going to be fine. Um, also in my notes, all way easier on the third day. So another great thing about this wine is, if you are not able to finish it in that first day, it is so drinkable. Second day, third day, keep it in your fridge, um, corked and 
it just keeps. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't start to get like super vinegary. It, it doesn't take on other notes. This is, this is a wine. You know what this is? This is a wine for when you're snowed in or when you have your winter days in Austin. This is a wine for your first days in the apocalypse, you know? I say the first days in the apocalypse, but I feel, cause like the 40th day, the 50th day, how much wine do you have? Nothing, right? But like, you gotta fortify yourself. The apocalypse happened, right? And you're like, what do I do? The first thing I'm gonna do is probably like crack open a bottle while I start to like make some lists. I, I like to make a list in an emergency. So I'm gonna open my notebook, new page. It's gonna say the apocalypse, first day, the date. You know, for history, I'm going to start numbering on, on the left side and I'm going to start making a list and I'm going to have a really great glass, something to really be like, you know what? I need a wine that's going to like kind of punch me. This is the wine, wine for the apocalypse. Um, I do love that on their website, they completely, they let you know what this wine is. A lot of wine companies sometimes get confused on what they've made and they try to like flower it up. Um, and I, and I like what they said. So the second paragraph, it says it's a, du- it's a double black diamond slope of a wine. Correct. This is challenge. This is a challenge wine, not for everyone, but for so many, it's all they want. Honest. It really should carry an explicit lyrics label on this, on it. If you love your brutal, you'll love this. You know what? Nailed it. Southhold Farm and Cellar. I love their labels and I love, I love their descriptors now. I think they nailed it. Um, Tamarind. So I want to start doing a section in all of my wine reviews where I talk about how it pairs with Tamarind because I'm gonna go ahead and say this is, this is probably the most tamarind forward, uh, substack. <laughs> we talk about tamarind quite a bit, not just in your newsletter and your recipes, but it comes up in a lot of my wine reviews. So let's just go ahead and have a section where it says tamarind. How does it pair against tamarind? I'm going to say that you can have your tamarind in your recipe. It's just not going to do anything against this wine. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have tamarind in the recipe. It just, it's, it's kind of sort of, this wine is going to, uh, reset your palate every sip. So, um, I don't know if this is one of those wines where it actually like pairs well with tamarind. Um, it doesn't not pair well with it. I just don't think it's going to make a difference. This is, this is such a strange anomaly of a bottle where you're getting juicy, natural vibes and you're getting big winter heft in it. Strange, strange combination. But once you get into it, you're really sad that you didn't buy. And this happens too often with me and all my wine reviews. But I really do, I don't think I would want like a full case of this because I think like 
unless unless we're in day three of the apocalypse and like we realize it's going to be like a long a long haul but i would want like two or three bottles you know because like after i get get done with this bottle in the apocalypse i gotta think to myself maybe maybe i want maybe i want something lighter maybe i want a riesling like a real dry riesling but then like the next week i realize we're still in apocalypse town you know I'm like, all right, give me one of those South Hold Go Down Swinging. Also, love the name of this wine. Um, yes, but I am sad that I didn't buy more than one. Um, I, I think this is one of those rare, rare bottles that I'm going to think about. It's memorable as hell. Um, it separates itself from the pack. It does say on their website that it's sold out. Uh, but I found mine, just so y'all know, people in Austin listening to this, I found mine at Central Market. So, you know, if you live in Austin, Texas, and you're like, man, I'm never going to see this bottle, just check your local wine shops, check your Central Market, check your... Uh, it's not going to be at your H-E-B. Um but it, it might be there. You know, typically I go to Cork and Brew or I go to Brody Park Market. Maybe, you know, one of those will have, uh, definitely both of them will have some South Hold Farm and Cellar. But, um, you know, just, just check around because there might be a couple bottles floating around. I mean, I might check around tomorrow. This sounds like something I really want to have for Super Bowl Sunday. I am making um, a dosa casserole, which I don't quite know what that means yet, but that is, look at this, segues, segues here. Um, that is going to be the next recipe for the next paid newsletter, which I'm super excited about. Um, and because this newsletter was a little bit late, it, the paid newsletter is going to be coming out hopefully by Saturday, um, Saturday morning. Uh, so y'all watch out for that. Um, follow sick palette on Instagram. Also, thank you guys so much. We are in the top 100 of all food and wine or food and drink newsletters on Substack. Um, so please, please tell your friends, Tell your frenemies, tell your enemies, tell whoever, um, to get on, to get on the sick palette substack. Cause I don't know. I think like, you know, a couple months we can be like, Hey, we're so close to being in the top 50. Hey, we're so close to being in the top 20. And then we're going to be like, what? Like one of the few newsletters slash podcasts on Substack that is like not owned by the New York Times, just kind of doing it. How cool is that? I mean, it's cooler for me, but it could be cool for you too. <laughs> I'm a better seller when there's daylight, okay? This is, it's nighttime. I haven't had a glass of wine. I think it's, it's Wine Wednesday. Um, and it's about time I crack into something. So, Thank you all for listening. Um, I hope that you guys are having a great glass of wine. And I hope that, you know, 
this inspires you to go find you your own bottle of go down swinging because it's great. All right. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.